Welcome to the Who Cares podcast. Care matters. You feel better when you know somebody cares about you. And your care matters. People feel better when they know that you care about them, especially in the hard times. So, who cares? Well, we all care about people and things to some extent. But in this podcast, we are here to search for the answers to the question, how can we care better? I'm your host, Dan Hedinger, and today I have a very special guest who shares the tragic story of her son's suicide and the support she received from a Stephen minister who had experienced the same horrible loss in her life. But before we listen to this compelling story, I need to take a couple minutes and say thanks to some people who made this podcast possible. First, Mountain View Christian Church in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, where I served as pastor of congregational care. They've been rooting for us since the beginning and have been a great help. Thank you, Mountain View. And a very special thanks to Dan and Zach Harder, who helped me launch this podcast. The first eight episodes of Who Cares are being dedicated to the memory of Dan Harder. I really appreciate the difference he made that helped this get started. We met for coffee and breakfast. We shared ideas. He encouraged me to go for it, and then he helped me with his radio voice, radio equipment, and uh, his radio skills. And just as we began recording, our progress was interrupted when Dan was diagnosed with leukemia. Way too quickly we lost him. We were very saddened and shocked by that. But soon after, his son Zach, halfway through his first year of college during the winter break, he heroically stepped up to complete what his dad had started. And Zach, I so appreciate that. I'll never forget working with you. The extra voices that you all hear a little bit later on, they're the voices of Dan and Zach. And also, thank you to our financial supporters. You've made it possible for us to produce these podcasts and a whole lot more. Uh, So we'd appreciate any others who would love to join and be part of that group. We are Best Care Ministry, and our website is bestcareministry.com. Go there to learn more, get show notes and quotes, and please consider making a donation to help expand the knowledge and the value of care ministry and to help us build a culture of care. We're a nonprofit and we're listener supported. The first eight episodes are a series of people going through a hard time. They've decided to receive care from a Stephen minister. And in these episodes, we hear from both the care receivers and the Stephen ministers. Confidentiality is always important, but especially in Stephen ministry, so we want you to know these people have given us permission to share their stories. Also, these people were in their caring relationships for a pretty long time, and they've been out of their relationship for a while now, too. So I think it's safe to share their story. I'm glad to report they are doing well, and a couple have even trained to become Stephen ministers. A brief disclaimer, however, the results of caring relationships are as unique as the situations and the people in them. 
so results may vary, but caring effectively almost always results in something good. Now, as you listen to my conversation with Terry as she tells her story, you'll see that bad things happen to good people. And even when you're a together person, sometimes you just need help. Actually, everybody needs a caring relationship at some point in their life, even if it's not as dramatic as Terry's. Now let's hear Terry's story. Uh, Terry, thanks for joining us today, and thanks for being willing to share your very personal story in this conversation. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get acquainted with this person we're talking to. Thank you, Dan. I am a retired teacher librarian. Uh, My husband and I have been living in Colorado for the full extent of our marriage. We love the outdoor lifestyle, uh, camping, sports, uh, time on the water. We've been blessed with two wonderful grandsons that bring joy to our life. Uh, And we also have uh, a daughter and a son-in-law that uh, really round out our time uh, with activities and family events. That sounds like a full and wonderful life. Yes, I would concur. And there's nothing like being a grandparent, is there? Absolutely nothing. I liked being young, but there's nothing like being a grandparent. It's uh, maybe my favorite role in life. Yes. Well, Terry, uh, I, I know there was a tragedy in your life. Tell us what was happening in your life before you started this relationship as a care receiver in Stephen Ministry? Well, my husband and I had a highlight year when our two children graduated from college. Uh, We were thrilled with that event, but it wasn't too long after that time we started to see signs that our son was struggling in emotional and uh, probably cognitive ways. Um, and we had that, uh, that knock on the door at midnight with, uh, police officers telling us the horrible news that our son had committed suicide that day and our life changed forever. Uh, the rest of time is really just a blur. It's hard to put things into context. I was both blessed and cursed by having an ongoing job working around children. I knew I had to maintain a composure and had to uh, be joyful and happy with the time I spent with children. And of course, that's only possible through the gift of the grace of God. But when Cindy came into my life, and I distinctly remember uh, at a Bible study, she took me over to the corner and explained who she was and her role as a Stephen minister. And I just remember tears and, and emptying out uh, a pain and recognizing she knew what I had gone through. She knew what our family had gone through, and she was willing to be there. Uh, one of the things I love about Cindy is 
she was physically right next to me, holding my hands, letting me cry or talk. And we would pray together. That was uh, an opportunity to bring out that grace that God has given so you can make it through. I likened that situation of learning my precious boy had killed himself as to being boiled in oil. And the layers peel off, but the pain is extraordinary, and it takes a healing touch. And Cindy was there to provide that. Uh, Terry, perhaps people can, I, I'm quite confident, can hear in your voice and in your talking that you're a together person. You know, you're a school teacher, you're a librarian. My daughter's a school teacher. She's the most together person I know. Her ducks are always in a row. You teachers are amazing. And the lifestyle that, that you and Bill live, you represent yourself so well. Your appearance is wonderful. Even people that are together have deep needs in their hearts, don't they? I mean, being together does not prevent us from needing to cry with another person. Absolutely not. And that's one thing I love about God. He knew ahead of time. He brought Cindy in. That plan had already been in place. And yes, I think uh, you can feel together, but sometimes that is, in fact, a shortcoming. To feel like you have things figured out is really going to prevent you from going through that grieving process and it is a process you don't go around you don't stuff it down you don't sing kumbaya you go through and it is painful but when you look and you see a sister in Christ right there with you who knows and is willing to meet with you each week uh, it is such an uplifting and helpful occurrence and I think our tears are cathartic our prayers are uplifting. We recognize together that the grace of God has given us this process that we can walk through. You had such a great start with Cindy. I don't know if this question will uh, have much to it or not, but what were your greatest concerns about telling your story to someone else? A lot of people are just very reluctant to share, or they don't know if it's going to do any good to sit with somebody else. I mean, there's reasons why we stuff things and merely try to... Did you have any concerns about telling your story to somebody else? Well, absolutely. And that's one thing I just love about God. Just as Cindy said, she had been a, a shy and more withdrawn individual, and God brought her out. I had been a, a young woman who worked very diligently to do things well, and I did not want to be viewed with negative connotations. One of the saddest occurrences was the loss of the, the label mom. My son, Will, who I loved uh, so deeply, he called me mom, and his last thing was, uh, said to me was, I love you, Mom. Everybody else calls me by a different name. Maybe it's Nan or Grandma or Terry. But the loss of being thought of as Mom was very painful. And so it was important to me 
to have a reputation in the community for a person who worked hard. But God is not concerned with people looking well on the outside. He wanted my heart and he had my heart. So I didn't try to hide the fact of Will's suicide. Uh, when I was at school and people probably not knowing what to say would turn when they see me coming and walk the other direction, I know it wasn't just because they felt I was no longer worthy. It was probably, they just didn't know what to say. And that's one of the most challenging things is uh, not only to know what to say, but to receive someone's uh, prayers or concern or thoughts for you. Um, and I did have people say, well, I'm glad you didn't hide the fact that Will committed suicide. You put that out there because when, and they'll tell you the story, somebody in my family, it was hidden away. And, and I think those those situations where you bury things deep down only come back to cause trouble, not only in your physical being, but in the lives of those around you who love you. Yeah. Thank you for being willing to be open and vulnerable and to take that risk of sharing your story with Cindy, with me, with the people at your school. I, I, I thank you for that. I, I applaud you for that. Now, I'd, perhaps in another time we can talk even more about your grief because I'd love to hear your, your story in detail on that. But in your Stephen ministry relationship, as Cindy came alongside of you, uh, what I heard initially was her presence, her physical presence with you. Not anything she said, but she was there, she held your hand, she shed tears. Can you expand on that at all? Well, I think both of us having a deep faith allowed us to be vulnerable enough. Uh, but just to see her there, to know what I went through, and for us to conclude usually our sessions with praying for each other, she didn't make it, uh, I'm going to tell you how to fix yourself. She, she made it a two-way street. So when I cried, she cried. Uh, when she cried, I cried. So I felt truly a sister in Christ. I truly felt a lightening of the load because she felt I was worthy enough to be uh, meeting with each week. And oh, I am just so grateful for that time. It is uh, God working through Cindy to provide the grace so that I could go ahead and still feel joy even when the pain and darkness overwhelms. Feel joy even when the pain and darkness overwhelms. Mm. What was the progress like as you guys met? Did, did, you, did you have any marks in the road that you thought, I'm, I'm getting better, I'm, I'm feeling joy starting to flood a little bit more in my life, or, or the, the acuteness of the pain is subsiding even though the grief 
did, was there was there progress in your uh, care receiver relationship? Absolutely, there was progress, but I think it is hard to identify any uh, earmarks as going through. But in hindsight, I can look back and I can see just a, a lessening of that pain that would drop you to your knees when you hear a sound or some music or uh, any other sensory um, stimulation of the pain that you're going through. So I it, it is a process. It takes time. And I can't say that there were specific um, marks that showed the progress. But clearly, looking back, there is a big difference. You know, I think that's an important lesson because we're people that just love to always have measurable milestones. And sometimes in these deep, meaningful relationships, especially dealing with hardships and grief and, and problems, the progress is hard to measure, isn't it? And unless it's in the rear view mirror. Yes, I, I think so. Sometimes the pain is so deep, you're not even thinking outside of the moment and the presence of someone with you there. That's all you're thinking about. You're not looking to the future and hopefully not as much to the past, but you are welcoming uh, that that just comfort of somebody with you at that time. So am I saying it correctly if I say more than looking for the result, it's important to trust the process? Yes, absolutely. And I think there is such a strength in knowing you have a mutual faith and knowing that God is using this process. It's not going to be something that you check off, oh, this works and that works, but God is using the process. He's bringing forth the grace to get you through. What would you say is your greatest benefit from your times with Cindy? Oh, just to have a friendship budding and building, uh, to continue to see that she cares not only for me, but she has a group of women with similar hurts that she brings together and lets us share and talk and laugh uh, and fellowship. Uh, she is just an extraordinary woman. And I know Stephen Ministry is a, a wonderful program, but it is hard to view uh, Cindy as anything else than um, just a giant in my life. A giant in your life. Yes. Wow. What a, what a tribute to your Stephen minister. My last question was, how would you describe your Stephen minister, a giant in your life? Yes, in, in so many ways. Uh, there couldn't have been a more perfect person uh, to spend time. Yes. Terry, thanks for sharing your story. But more than just sharing your story today, you shared the story of another person in your life and the difference she made. And I hope people listening will say, I don't have to put on the appearance of being together. I need to be open enough to let somebody else into my life and I need to share my life with them. And then God will do his deepest work in me. Would you say amen to that? Amen. 
Okay, great. Thanks again, Terry. Thank you also, everyone, for listening to this very special, very personal episode of the Who Cares podcast. Look forward to sharing more stories with you in the future, but keep listening so that we can together build a culture that cares. The Who Cares podcast is a production of Best Care Ministries. If you'd like to help us grow this project, share this with your friends and please consider donating at bestcareministry.com. Thanks again to Mountain View Christian Church for their help as we kick this project off. This episode was hosted by Dan Hedinger. It was produced and edited by Zach Harder and edited by Andrew Hedinger. Our opening song is A New Morning by Zach Harder. Our closing song is Peace in the Midst by Jim Hedinger. We hope you learned something to help you both receive care and care effectively for someone else. Together, in that kind of care, we can and we will make a positively unforgettable impact on those around us. And hey, we hope to have you back for the next episodes of the Who Cares podcast. Now, take these next two minutes for self-care in the quiet and see what you hear.